0: We here at In The Money Media are proud to be partnered with Santa Anita for their 2023 Classic Meet. Santa Anita's pick five pools have averaged over one million thus far during the Classic Meet. Don't miss out on racing every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with a first post of 12PT every Saturday and Sunday. We'll feature five races from Santa Anita Park and Gulfstream Park for the Coast to Coast Pick 5 with its $1 minimum and player-friendly 15% takeout. Additionally, every weekend hosts the $18,000 Santa Anita Pick'em Contest, an online contest mixing popular sports props, including horse racing and football, offered every Saturday and Sunday. $500 in prize money to the top winner every day. And finally, you can also get involved in the $7,500 Show Viver Contest Play in Santa Anita's free online game. Select one horse a day to compete for prize money across six different categories. There's also a fantastic tournament schedule as well for live bankroll players. You can play in all these games, some of them even for free, at santanita.com slash contests also this saturday january 7th the rainbow pick six jackpot must pay out the total pool is estimated to approach three million dollars the racing will feature a showcase of california bred thoroughbreds with five stakes highlighted by the cal cup derby and we'll have a special show covering the sequence with me jk and jeff chapman you can look for that on youtube or in your podcast feed to a new podcast that we are doing here on the In The Money Media Network. It has ancestors on the network. This is our show for the new first racing coast-to-coast pick fives, combining some of the best races at Gulfstream and Santa Anita on Saturdays and Sundays. It definitely will remind you in some ways of the old Stronic 5. We've got a dollar minimum. We've got a player-friendly low takeout as well. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornital, back with you in the Brooklyn bunker and uh, joined once again by uh, the original co-host and a man who you still hear frequently on these airwaves. There's a rumor his very popular uh, JK plus one show might be making its return to the in the money media network in 2023. I'm referring to the man who hails from the planet Texas. He's Jonathan Kinchin. What's up, JK?
1: What's going on, PTF? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's an exciting scenario to, to, to have this wager back for a couple of reasons. And you know i think i think at the top let's 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 since it's our first kind of go let's talk about why we like it um you know we weren't lying to you when we were talking about all the reasons we like the Stronic 5 right um you know it was a lower takeout situation we liked the dollar minimums we liked the fact that it was a little bit faster action um and and we liked the dollar minimums because in it's our you know over you know just kind of a quick touch on it is because it feels like it is an opportunity to take away a little bit of the ammunition that the computer automated wagering has which is efficiency. It's harder to be efficient when there's only, when there's a dollar minimum, when you know if it's a big pool with 20 million dollars in it, they can still be efficient with the dollars, but when the pools are aren't outsized to the 500, 700, 800, 900 million dollar size all the time, it takes away their chance to kind of uh, put some trouble, in, in, you know, into the to the players from an efficiency standpoint. The other thing is, the computers have historically avoided mixed racetrack wagers. They don't, you know, from what I've heard from people who are in the know when it comes to computer automated wagering, they don't like getting into those pools. There's too many unknowns that take away from what their goals are. So that's one of the reasons we like it. Which is another reason why we like this one. The other part is, is the action. It's quick. It's fast. You, get, you don't have to wait for, for two hours for a pick five sequence to go through. It can happen a lot faster. Now, this one might be a little bit more drawn out, but the reason it's drawn out is the other problem with the Stronic five. And this is no issue with our friends at Laurel. But the problem is, is that horse players are very familiar with, um, you know, with, with the Alabama's, the USC's. The uh, the 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 Ohio states of the world they're they're very familiar with that that's Santa Anita and Gulfstream Laurel while it's a great racing and there's great opportunities there it's more kind of like a you know a mid major in terms of uh, of the handle they have the the big names that show up in terms of ownership trainers and, and and riders and so it's just not as comfortable for some players for for the masses because they might not be as plugged in to Laurel as they are to a Santa Anita or a Gulfstream, which, so I think that be, although they've lost, we've lost our friends in the mid Atlantic in this kind of cross country wager, we do pick up some familiarity um, with, you know, the Todd Pletcher's, the Chad Brown's, the Bob Baffert's, the, the Safi Joseph's, the, the, the Mark Glatz, the Doug O'Neill's. And, and I think that that is, 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 a, is, is a, is a trade-off that, that, that I hope will help this wager. So that's my, uh, that's my soapbox for a second.
0: It's not a bad soapbox to be on, and I I agree with with all of those points. And I'll just underline the idea that this bet's going to be able to feature top-class racing, not least because – happening on Saturdays and Sundays instead of a Friday afternoon. So looking forward to that element. And the other thing I'll say is that I think this bet is just going to get better as time goes on. I think ultimately that idea of running it in a tighter window is something that's on the first racing weight radar. It's not really in effect as much this weekend. I think the idea is to get this thing launched. And I know that in our role, JK as people promoting this bet and talking about it that i'm going to be giving feedback and there's even an issue that we'll talk about very briefly in this first sequence it's the kind of thing i want to point out to them and say something to the effect of you know in a constructive way hey wouldn't it have been better if the ninth and the 11th races at gulfstream were flipped so instead of this the 11th race that we're going to talk about in a minute that has these first-time starters you know we players we ideally want to be able to see the board in a race like that. This is the kind of feedback we're going to be passing on. Hopefully, you know, Santa Anita in particular, but first racing in general, right from the beginning, have been very good with us at uh, at hearing our voice and listening and making some improvements based on things that we've said. So we're going to look to continue in that role as we go forward. And as excited as I am about this bet, I just expect it to get better over time. Now, uh, that preamble in the books, We don't have all the time in the world here today, J.K., and folks want to get to looking at these races themselves or uh, starting to plan their tickets. So I think it's time we dive in. The first race, the very first race in the Coast to Coast Pick 5, race number nine from Gulfstream on Saturday. It's the Ginger Brew Stakes for three-year-old fillies with 100,000 in the pot. We're going a mile on the turf. We're going to have a very big favorite here, I would imagine, in number three, Cairo Consort, whose form and figure seem to tower over this group. JK, are you with or against and what other numbers might you want to come with?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think you gotta be with the idea that you're, you're going to be moving from a trainer that is not named Todd Pletcher to a trainer named Todd Pletcher. Did I say that in a nice way? Um, you got to think that there's going to be going to be some improvements. Um, it, it sounds as if this was a, a very expensive private purchase after the Breeders' Cup run. Um when when you know this this horse ran pretty darn good with a horse by the name of Meditate that, that Pete was very excited about on on Breeders Cup weekend, um, I will say this as well. There's no need. To, there's no need to go to YouTube and start trying to figure out if Anna, uh, Karine Karenine. What do we call This horse,
0: Karenina. Anna Karenina.
1: Okay, you're not we, a we Tolstoy to a, fan, Jake? No, I'm not. I don't even know what you're talking about. You don't. You, you don't have to go to YouTube because it's I've heard from a, heard from a little. It's,
0: you go, I was just explaining about Anna Karenina being one of the most uh, famous novels in history, but that's okay. Well, you lost me at novel. <laughs> um, continue, continue.
1: I, I do not believe this one will be participating. So, okay, that's interesting. Not official, obviously. Scratches are Saturday morning, but I I don't believe this one will be participating. So, uh, you you can save watching those past performances. The only one in here uh, watching those past races, the only other one in here I thought was interesting would be a B-type for me is a 9 Erna. Um, Not drawn particularly well, but has some tactical speed. Luis Sayas from the outside. Speed does well at Gulfstream on the turf course, so you'd like to think this one will be able to work out some position and, and, and kind of be forward enough, but you'd got, you'd like to think the three Cairo consort is going to take another step forward and improve. Um, Meditate would be one to 1000 in this race.
0: I think Cairo consort is a single a. I like it, and I have it exactly the same way with that news about Anna Karenina because the nine earn a you know, very solid form here, too. Look at that maiden run against Liguria. came back to win uh, the great at out at Del Mar. And the last race, too, was actually okay on the clock. So, yeah, we're, we're in lockstep there. And I will be tweeting out a ticket. We're not going to do this exactly like we used to do with the Stronic 5, but I'll be tweeting out a ticket. I'm not sure if I'm going to do the whole run or I might just tweet the all-A line and let folks uh, – you know, take it from there. But really looking forward to, to betting these and, and tracking that as well. Let's move to California for the second race in the sequence, which is Santa Anita's fourth race. Here we have a Calbred allowance on the downhill. And I'm going to speak out of both sides of my mouth here, JK, when it comes to number three, Thornhouse. Very logical favorite. I just have some, I have a lot of questions about that last race. For one thing, it's been notably unproductive. But then the other thing that puzzles me about the race is this one reading of the race where you look at the chart, you watch that race, and you see that it's closers one, two, and the other speeds were nowhere. And you can maybe make a case that Thornhouse moved to quick into a fast pace, but the actual pace numbers don't back that up at all and suggest that maybe the the race just wasn't that good. But I keep coming back to Thornhouse simply because I just don't really have any other angles in here, but I don't completely trust with my horizontal life. The other one's just a guess and isn't going to be a great price either. That's number five, four flag. I did think four flag looked like maybe going to be suited by the cutback one for 14 overall, but this is a rising four-year-old that might do well, on the turn, back to six and a half. I had it three five, but very curious if you have any other alternatives. I, I, I wouldn't hate throwing something else on the ticket here. Honestly, you know, uh, these are the only two that I need. This is a
1: very straightforward sequence to me. Thornhouse is extremely fast; was extremely fast on the dirt, and then ran well enough down the hill last time. Now, you, I understand your point about well, was it this that was did they go that? There's a lot of questions about the race in terms of of the form of the race but what I will say is that the figure fits with this group. And like I said, this horse is fast and didn't go that fast early. The pace did not look particularly like overly quick and, and Thornhouse kind of rated a little bit. So I think there's kind of a little bit of one of those, something left in the tank for Thornhouse. I think going faster is better for Thornhouse. Mm -hmm. And I like that they show back up here down the hill because there's a ton of dirt races. This horse can be participating in this horse has grade three, grade two speed figures, from a from an open company dirt standpoint. So there's a lot of races they could be running in. The fact that they're going to use another opportunity down the hill means they must have liked how that went. The rider sticks. I think Thornhouse will run much better here. And then Four Flag, you know I'm a sucker for cutbacks down the hill. Horses that show tactical speed down the hill, cutting back. Um, you know, this horse isn't a blazer on the front end, but does finish well enough. And if Thornhouse gets tired again as they they turn for home, I think Four Flag We'll run down. I don't need anybody else in the spot.
0: All right, we're 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 in lockstep there. So I should have noted that the sequence started that race nine at Gulfstream did start at four ten. That's uh, you know set your alarm, make sure you get everything set to to get uh, to get going at four ten for this inaugural cross country. Then third race in the sequence, we head back to Gulfstream for their eleventh race. This three year old maiden seven and a half. This was the one where I you know I've already set my little note saying, wouldn't it be nice if this could be the first race in the sequence because, you know, having a little bit of tote clues would be very useful here. I had uh, three horses I wanted to use. Two of them, I feel like are pretty logical. One of them, you got to get a little bit uh, cute and clever for, but uh, JK, we'll keep this with you to get your, let you lead this race off.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, look, and this is not a, this is not a me trying to avoid giving you thoughts. This is a honest, truthful answer you know if you're going to be playing Gulfstream and you're playing Santa Anita both of these racetracks which is also a very nice addition to this uh, another kind of bonus to this wager is both places have very nicely compiled workout reports Santa Anita uh, we talk about all the time with Andy Harrington's National Turf Uh, they do a great job Uh, DRF uh, will will have a Santa Anita from time to time and then also Gulfstream Santa Anita, where they'll they'll give you workouts from Palm Beach Downs, from Palm Meadows, and Gulfstream Park, so you really can have an idea of what you're dealing with. I can't play these races affect like fully until I know what's on those reports because it's just too important information. Now, so you know, with that said, you you, you kind of want to hear how the three uh Mutoid is is working. You want you want to know how uh the one is working, you, you want to see how Mark Cassie's horse is working. Uh, You you know, the the one that Joel gets on, One Fast Dream. You want to see those before you you can make any final decisions. I I know for sure that the nine hardy choice, getting Lasix for the first time, I thought probably should have won last time off of that trip, ran extremely well. You're going to want to use that horse for Brian Lynch. And then uh, the six, Mooncat, who was meant to run first time out on the turf. It was rained off. They ran on the synthetic, ran a speed figure that makes sense, ran well enough. And we know that it's lazy, but we know that if horses handle the synthetic, there's the assumption they'll handle the turf. Um, so I think Mooncat is another one that'll take a step forward. But man, I got to be honest with you. I have to look at the workout reports to identify some of these first time starters if they need to be used.
0: Fair enough. And we'll have that info by the time I, I post that ticket. I did have one first or I'll mention that you weren't going to mention. I put Mooncat on top, really almost has to improve on grass being out of the excellent mayor race mayor a fantacola who funny enough the namesake is on owner's box this week in, a, in an interesting coincidence that debut run actually wasn't too bad all things considered i didn't think and i like the fact that she's gone two turns the wise guy horse might be the two justin's legacy um just looking at the blood the damn multiple group placed on turf free no brian you don't need any introduction to justify and then just you know, you're absolutely right. Let's see what the work out report says. But just on the clock and just on the tab, you can tell that this one has works on both wax and dirt that look sharp. Now, the Barnes numbers, first-time starters are terrible, one for 45, something like that. And on all that impressive blood I was talking about, this horse only costs $28,000, which is odd and suggests there might be some issues. But that's also why you're going to get a double-figure price on Justin's legacy, I would imagine. And this is one that has to be somewhere on my tickets. And then you also made the case about Hardy Choice, unlucky to be a maiden after ducking out last time. Should really improve second off the layoff and has the has the figures in form to be right there. So I have it yep. six two and nine. JK mentioned taking a long look at the one three seven as well when we get the workout report.
1: Right, and then the other thing you know that you'll you'll uh, want to consider is don't forget that like you know justify kind of has that 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 turf kind of pedigree a little bit to a certain extent, right? He was a scat daddy, so there's that. There's there's plenty of. Of, of suggestions that he's going to be okay um, as a turf sire. And and I think we're going to see that a lot too, because I think Coolmore having some conversations with, with some of the people at Coolmore um, last spring, um, you know, they sent justify to a lot of like turfy type mayors and, and Coolmore sent a lot of their turfy mayors to justify as well. So I think we'll see a lot of those. Horses do do well. Kind of like we saw with American Pharaoh early in his stallion career.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because they're looking for that. They're looking for that cross for all those Galileo dams. Right. So this one with this total Coolmore pedigree, it just, that's what makes me wonder like how this horse, how this horse ended up in this, uh, how this horse ended up in this spot. It's, it's, it's just really, there's an interesting story here. I don't quite know what it is. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, well it it looks like it was bred by Don Alberto. So, I'm guessing Don Alberto owns the dam and they bred to justify, but it sold at Phasing Tipton October in 21 for 28,000. So, I'm I'm assuming probably not the most gorgeous looking colt you've ever seen um maybe had some maybe had some issues as well that like you know that can happen from time to time too where like you know they got an ankle so they got to have surgery and before they even run and so sometimes you know th- that can affect the price as well they don't vet so um it's 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 definitely an interesting play from a from a pedigree standpoint but
0: yeah i, I understand your questions 6 for 30 overall justifies so far in the turf so rock solid numbers that's just in america and obviously has had some some uh, stake success over uh, overseas as well. Let's move on, J.K. to race number six at Santa on Saturday. We've got the Sunshine Millions Philly and mare turf sprint going down the hill this time for these uh, these Phillies and mares. Obviously, we've got a field of nine going uh, postward in here, and I just thought that Alice Marble looks like a runner when you look at her figures. Who's just better on the downhill? Very useful prep going, maybe uh, shorter than she wants at Del Mar. Has to be on the tickets. The five, Eddie's new dream, looked very logical to me. A two-time downhill winner could get a trip exactly like the one she got in the Cal Distal back in October, tracking what doesn't seem like it will be that fast of a pace. And then I'm not going to rule out another big run from number two, uh, La Deuxemme Troile. Very nice winner for the show back on opening day, making then uh, what Duke called the best jockey change ever. <laughs> I'll let folks look <laughs> <leave> that <laughs> up if they want. The Tory School book. <laughs> the Tories schooled them on the front end there and could try similar tactics here. I had a three, five and two, probably three, five, a line two B line. What do you think?
1: God dang. I, I could, I could, I can so hear Duke saying that and and saying it with such, he's <laughs> saying it as if he literally is saying the most absolute thing he's ever said in his life saying like, this has to be the greatest got jockey change of all time of all time. Um, yeah, that's, that is funny. Not a, not a, not necessarily a, a fan of, 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 uh, Mario's exploits on the grass. Duke is not. And that's, it's very funny. Uh, I like that horse too, man. I mean, look, um, ran well at a mile, which is one of those kind of recipes for horses that are going to like down the hill. Frankie got the, got the test drive last time, got the win understands the figures fit. I think, I think Frankie is like one of those types just from his experience in Europe, and really being able to kind of understand the differences in courses, you know, like America, if you're not at Belmont, like it's kind of all the same, right? It's very similar the way that these, these turf courses and dirt courses are constructed, but over there, you know, there's a lot of shucking and jiving, some left, some right, some ups, some downs. And I think that Frankie and his experience really handles the downhill well. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken. I think, Bobby's kitten almost got beat by Frankie and, and one of my greatest, uh, accomplishments of all time on the racetrack. So, uh, down the hill at Santa Anita. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. I, I only need the two and the three Alice marble is, is one of those horses. When I look down and I see the last performance being five furlongs, I, I like to try to beat those horses. I like to try to, cause they're usually misbet sometimes yeah. overbet, but misbet because there's this assumption that a closing five furlong sprinter is going to run well down the hill. And that's just not the case. But what I will say about Alice Marvel is she's not a five furlong turf sprinter. She just is good. She's so good that she ran well going five. She's better going longer. She ran well going a mile. Like you said, she likes going down the hill going six and a half. So that was just a perfect prep for this. I think she's going to run even better. If you look at some of her back, Uh, performances down the hill i think you'll see one of those and and this is just a good opportunity while we're we're talking about down the hill you know it reminds me of that conversation we had pete when you did that breeder's cut piece um that 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 got the uh clips where you had all the stories and i told the story about down the hill where i was talking to chad brown about bobby's kitten and he told me that he had kind of learned from bobby frankel that that you the weapon that five furlong turf sprinters have is how quickly their legs can move and how fast they can turn their feet over but when you're going down the hill you can't that that is neutralized because you 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 can only move them so fast because you'll fall and if you do move them faster you're not really gaining any ground on the horses that are just reaching and bounding down the hill if you run down a hill as a human you can kind of understand what he was saying and so you take away that weapon they have, and then you smack them in the face with the fact that they don't have the stamina when they do turn for home going the six and a half. That's why milers do so well. So, um, downgrading five furlong turf sprinters down the hill is, is is a real thing.
0: Oh, I agree for sure. But I also think that you're reading. I think that you reading of this race is correct in that that rate last race more being a prep. Uh, and, and yeah, we're going to see better stuff from Alice Marble for sure. A likely winner. Let's move to the last race of the sequence. Race number eight, more Cal cup action in the Leanne Howard. We're going a mile for these three-year-old fillies with 200,000 in the pot. When it comes to this first coast to coast pick five, JK, how are we going to get paid?
1: Man, this is going to be a fun sequence for me. This is one of those sequences. I'm going to probably try to have a $10 pick, you know, pick five. Um, I only need two in here. The one Carol Lombard. Uh, is she is she a star from a from a novel, Pete? Or did I say that right? She's, she's an actress. She's an actress. Okay. See, I didn't know that either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this this you know, I like horses that have tactical speed that are drawn inside. Especially in California, I felt like it's just it, it. It always seems to kind of work out because the fields are kind of always spread out in California. Because there's a little bit more aggression when it comes to speed, a little bit different in Cal in New York. You can kind of get stuck down in there. But I, I like because they're going to save ground. They're going to produce that one run, and and she fits on her figures last time. She has Phil D'Amato, who is like the, you know, kind of like the Chad Brown, Christoph Clement of the West Coast when it comes to turf racing. His horses, he really seems to understand how to train a, a turf horse. So I like that one towards the inside, and then the other one that I mentioned, the Eight uh, Sell the Dream. You know, just from a figure standpoint, consistently shows up in these races. Has been running in stakes in the last, you know, five attempts, and has never really embarrassed uh, herself in those in those spots. Um, The only one that she didn't run that great on was on the dirt. So, uh, you know, I I have no problem. And you get Flavian Pratt, who, in my opinion, uh, is is currently riding circles uh, around
0: people out on the West Coast. (laughs) Well, this is the most we've ever agreed in any sequence we've done since we've been doing podcasts together. I have the exact same two numbers. I put Sell the Dream on top. Just very obvious, multiple Group 3 placed and open, consistent on turf just quite possibly better than these and i thought would pull an absolutely great trip and i thought the interesting alternative was the one carol lombard tell tell andy sterling the next time you're on on air with him that you don't know who carol lombard is see if you no. get see if you get berated. and then tell oh him you don't gosh. know who clark Gable is, is what he says he
1: crushes me about about the films i haven't seen and the funny part about it is a little behind the scenes for everyone that's tuned in today what he does is I always sit to his left and my earpiece is always in my right ear. So he he starts telling me about these movies and things that I haven't seen. He gives me the entire thing. And it's, he's, it's funny. He's excited about it. I'm not mad at him about it. But I can't ever hear him because I have my earpiece in. So then I have to like take the earpiece out to hear what he's saying, but then I can't hear the cues for the show. Cause I'm listening to Andy talk about some French film that was from 1987. That's hilarious. It's, 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 it's fun, but it's a lot. It's a lot.
0: Very funny. Now the interesting thing about this horse, t- definitely some figure disagreement out there on some scales is right there on other scales quite slower, which means I think the price is going to be good. And that was not a great field that she beat at Del Mar, but she just did it so impressively. I love the improvement for turf angle. And this is a well-drawn D'Amato runner from a female family that's produced plenty of winners. I, I want to keep on side. So I like it. Uh, yeah, I like this one. I like this one, 8-1. One. We're in lockstep. We're going to have uh, – this will be an easy ticket to put together, not not too much that we have to get going. Well, JK, we got to wrap this edition of the show because we've got uh, some other fish to fry here today. But – Pleasure having you as ever, and uh, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back with you soon. Tune in to our Sunday show as well to catch our thoughts on that one.
1: Real quick, PTF. Contrary to uh, public opinion and, and, and angry Twitter, look, I we've always said it on these airways that we that we vote with our dollar. And if you're going to have the absolutist opinion that everything has to change and it has to change right now in racing for the betterment of the sport you're not, you're not going to win that argument. It's just not going to happen. There's too many things in place that have to be adjusted slowly over time. You have to make that small turn with the ship that eventually will get us going in the right direction. Sure, there's an opportunity to, to make comments and to, and to feel that things might need to change. But one thing we have to do as horse players is reward racetracks for taking chances and trying to do different things that are pointing in the right direction. If you continue to support them, they'll continue to innovate and try new things. But what happens often is there's one little thing about one little thing that we don't like. We stomp our feet and pout. And then all they see is, oh, this bet's not handling any money. We're not going to try new things. Let's go back to a jackpot wager. You got to vote with your dollar and support things that are pointing in the general
0: right direction. I think that's very well said. I know we'll be playing this bet. We hope lots of other people will too. Look forward to covering it all spring long. Thank you so much to our friends at First Bet, Gulfstream, Santhony, and especially Peter Rotundo for all his support in pulling these shows and this bet together. We need more like him. That's going to do it for this inaugural edition of the show. This has been a production of In The Money Media. I'm Peter Thomas Fornital. May you win all your coast-to-coast photos.